glasses? Well, I know that. They'll, basically they'll untint. They'll untint. Oh, okay. They're transitioning. The Everyone's transitioning yes. these days, eh? Yes. Right, I'm gonna have you go here. Cool. All the way from Arizona? Yeah, I flew in just Thanks. for this podcast. Amazing, love it. Are your arms tired or what? Yeah, I'm exhausted. Listen, I had to carry about 300 Southwest passengers who've been grounded. Yeah, I know so. you got some bags here. You got some luggage with you, some chic luggage, chic, I will say. Thank you. What'd you make that out of a winter coat? Yeah, no, Balenciaga did. But no, hey, I'm just buddy. Can you imagine if very that was the fancy? Case? I mean, I feel like they would do that. They'd oh. cut up their winter coats. Any any of the coats in the store that people didn't buy, they'd cut it up and make a bag out of it. Yes. But let's talk about your beginnings and coming to New York, starting in Arizona high school life. Let's talk about it. Arizona high school life. Well, it's a lot of breaking into hot tubs, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's not much to do in Arizona. Have you been? Uh, what part of Arizona are you from? I'm from Scottsdale, the resort depart, the resort section of, of Arizona. Okay, when I played tennis competitively, I used to go out to Tucson, Arizona. Mm -hmm. I went yeah. out there like four times, stayed at the Best Western, was playing in tennis tournaments out there, but never been to Scottsdale. Tucson is the other city, um, and that's the one close to Mexico, and that's where like real people live. And then Scottsdale's kind of like the Beverly Hills of Arizona. That's where funny you'd say that about Tucson, though. I, or, I guess when I was going out there like 15 years ago, it was more sketchy. Is it not as sketchy now? Well, that's what I consider real, right? right, right like right. it's it was sketchy <laughs> in that like people were living their it's lives authentic. like authentically. Scottsdale is very much like, you know, concrete and just golf. And, right? and just golf and like everything was green even though like there's no natural water source and yeah. it's, it's a very phony situation. How so. does that work though? Um we steal money from the Colorado steal money. Haha. <laughs> well, Freudian borrow. much. Um, we borrow water from the Colorado <laughs> River, okay. which is currently drying up. Biden had to choose which states are going to get that water. It is. We are entering the water wars right now. Um, California has first dibs to that water because they produce most of our um, our produce. Would it, the second city be Scottsdale, Arizona, though? Because you guys got a lot of money there. The only reason um, Arizona is getting any of the water at all because we came so late to it. It's it's about primacy. It's who got there first. Um, but Arizona's a swing state, so we're going to stay hydrated. What's going to happen yeah. with those states over there when during the serious droughts? They're, I guess we didn't even talk about your high school life, but we'll get to um, it. They'll, they'll dry straight up. Worry. Listen, uh, whether or not it's a swing state or not, the water it will... Sh there, we will run out of water. From so you that believe river. in global warming? Is that safe to say? I th I think the tr it's trending. Yes, I think it's trending. That I mean, whether I don't know the cause of it, but I do think those states are going to run out of water in our lifetime. How dramatically different has it looked from when you went to high school till now in terms of water, maybe politics, everything? Oh, you know, honestly, you like if I if it was if there weren't any scientists, I would have no idea. They like Arizona ah. put like a giant fake river running down the middle of it. And, you know, the population is exploding. All things that would not indicate that there's any kind of a problem. But there is a, a lurking underneath. If, I, if you were to believe a scientist and also the water levels of the Colorado River, which are, yeah, dramatic. But you I sound like a little bit of a scientist. Or you know what you're talking about, that's um, for sure. The water wars are something I've been anticipating my entire life. The water wars. If, Why? Because when you grow up in a city um, that is disastrously hot, like I burnt the bottoms of my feet walking down the street like as a, as a kid to the point where I couldn't walk for weeks. Was that just during summer, though? So, yes. Yes, it was just summer that <laughs> I scalded the skin right off the bottom of my feet. Um, you know, no, I mean, as, as, as compared to other months out of the sun, like how hot did it get? 
Um, you know, 120s in July was is not uncommon, and that was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, so it, it it's only getting hotter. Um, and then you know, concrete absorbs heat, so those temperatures. We well, I saw them painting some streets. That was on like a documentary I saw briefly. They're painting streets white. Are they doing that all over the place? You know, I I barely visit there. I didn't notice that, but that would be a smart thing to do. Yeah, that's the move. Yeah, I mean, all of the houses, they're all like stucco and like, you know, light colors. I think because that's where the housing bubble really got its start, right? In like 2008, they were building houses all over the place. Um, well, 2008, they cl- it collapsed, right? Right. But yeah, before that, before but they're that. still doing that. You know, it's still very much a place for corporate VPs to become mega millionaires because, you know, compared to the rest of the state, they're super rich. It's, you know, we used to call them 90 K thousand millionaires where for $60,000 a year, $90,000 a year, you're leasing, get a mansion, lease a Lexus, living, living like the people you see on TV at, you know, um, it's funny how nobody saw that until, until everything hit the fan. You know what I mean? I mean, growing up, I did like when you live there is my point. Like when your skin's burning off, you're like, there's something very unnatural about this. Like I, because my parents would not invest in a, a properly working, uh, fountain what is it called uh, a mister sprinklers um, sprinklers <laughs> water Fountains. you know grass sprinklers, sprinklers yeah, right yeah. so like you would watch the grass dry out in a second and hurt your feet and and the types of animals that live there they're all very like prickly and you know hardy like Cactus, um, there's no cacti. yeah there's no real wildlife or any verdancy so you're like this feels very unnatural so you have an innate i had an innate sense that something's very wrong here oh i did go to scottsdale once for a wedding Four it's beautiful, there. right? It was beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Three days is great during December too. Oh, sure. So, what was the kind of stuff you got into during high school? You said there wasn't much to do. Was there a local mall that you guys all went to? There were multiple malls. I'm a mall child. You know that is my culture. You know, like. Um, so you must be pretty upset that that culture's dying. You know, I'm sad to see it go. I am sad to see it go. Whenever I tour, the the first thing I like to do in the afternoon is <laughs> see the local mall, yeah. like see what's going on. <laughs> That's what summer kids do. You know, walk around, like hit up a hot topic. Foot Locker, maybe. Foot Locker, you know, caps, lids. Lids, yeah. Auntie Anne's. Yeah. Caps. Oh my God. I, um, walked, I walked by Auntie Anne's the other day. Where was it? 22nd and 6th. I wonder uh, if that's vegan. I'm vegan, so I wonder well, if, that, if those pretzels dipped in that oil, if that oil is not buttery. Well, I can't imagine it's not. Yeah, I mean, it, isn't that nice that like um, corporations default to vegan just because it's cheaper in some ways, like these hydrogenized oils? I, I'd like, to, yeah, I'd like to see them get involved into it more. There's so many oils. That's what, like when you go to a vegan restaurant or a place like Planta. Have you ever heard of that? Planta. Planta. Plant. Planta. Like Planta. No, you know, I know, with an a. I know a lot of the vegan restaurants, but oh, I yeah? haven't heard. I, I dated a vegan for a few years. And so. Oh, and Bushwick has a good amount of vegan restaurants. Like Heartbreakers. You ever been to that one? I haven't. Yeah, that was that was one that I went to. Because I was seeing someone in Bushwick for a moment. Mm. I'm going to bleep this part out. The vegan options, I think, are expanding in New York. But one thing that's always in the foods is the seed oils. Right. So we'll Which see what happens. Now, and now everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't be eating the seed oil. Yeah, so hot. what's a vegan to do? What are you up to? Chickpeas and beans out of a can. I really? legitimately had like a six or, yeah, six to eight month just spree when I was just doing that. Of just legumes. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Well, that it, sounds. With a lot of hot sauce. I imagine. I imagine. That sounds Fruits, gnarly. Whatever. Yeah. I had the big change though when I had jaw surgery. Yeah. And I went from not being able to chew meat to only being able to have fruits, soups, anything mushy. 
Yeah. So I kind of just transformed into being a full-time vegan like two and a half years ago, probably. Sure. The jaw dictates most, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had TMJ. You ever hear of that? Of course. My dad's a dentist. Oh, okay. Retired. But. So he would be the person that I guess would send them to the surgeon be like, your mouth is messed up. Yeah. I mean, my so mom had TMJ. Pro- like, oh, she did. That was, a, that was a phrase used. I heard a lot growing yeah, up. But, uh, yeah. It's crazy how people know a good amount about it or have never heard of it at all. Yeah. I'm in, the, I'm in the former camp. Yeah. <laughs> well, women more so know about it because I think it happens to women more. Got right? the transmandibular jaw. Absolutely. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I know. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you've been on your science game all day. I'll tell you that. You know, I think the I missed my calling. Shirt. Earth Day is, oh my gosh, tomorrow. tomorrow. And as you guys are listening to this, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight, 420, but it's sold out. So try and buy tickets on that wait list. And Micah Fox will be in Stanford at the New York Comedy Club with us May 1st, 7 p.m. You got to get all your Connecticut people out there. Thank you, that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I can't great wait. Time. Great can't lineup. Wait. What's been the best part about New York since you've been here for how many years? Um, God, almost 17. I've been here for a really wow. long time. Yeah. Where did you move initially when you first came here? Um, I The Lower East Side. I moved um, to be with a guy who I as you can predict, stayed with for about three months. He was from Arizona? No, I actually met him in LA and then I moved to New York. I, I lived in LA just briefly, less than a year mm-hmm. and um, hated it. Disgusting. You were there after college? Uh, during. during. Quickly, quickly, where'd you go to college? Um, UC Irvine. Um, and so I moved, um, I moved, he got the opportunity to move to New York and I just followed him out. And um, we stayed um, on orchard and allen oh wow yeah that so it same was like, apartment's probably 10k a month now it was so tiny and disgusting <laughs> Still, though right yeah but i mean I, I could see them charging five for it was a one bedroom but like to call it a bedroom would be like you know you've got a bed in there and that's it did they put a wall there was, there was a, wall? a there was a wall and a door that's the bedroom and then the kitchen was un i don't remember either of us doing anything more than filling a cup of water in that kitchen um, I don't even remember keeping food in that fridge. I, it might not have even had one. And then it was like the the entryway was like a closet and that was like it. But, you know, you're in the Lower East Side. So what do you need to be in there for? You know, were you doing comedy as soon as you came over here? Um, Not quite yet. I hadn't started yet. I I, uh, I signed up for a UCB improv class. OK. And I had to wait like a few months to start that even. And so so at first I was just um, I knew nobody. I all, all I had was my boyfriend who immediately like he go, he went there for like this full time job. So he like I show up and I'm just like alone. Did you not have any did you not have any job prospects or no job prospects? Any? No anything like I had nothing, you know, but a, a tiny bit of savings, you know, and um, just started meeting. I'd never really gone to bars, you know, like none of that. I, uh, so I just so we, on my own. You were meeting other people. How? You went to bars by yourself? I went to bars by myself. Let's go. Uh-huh. And I wasn't even a And you drinker. weren't even single. I was, And I wasn't even single, but I, I became single quite quickly. The ball's on you. Wow. Yeah. To go out and do that? I think I always wanted to come to New York. I yeah. always knew that's what I wanted. and You I, wanted to figure out how to stay. Even if, if we're being quite honest, when he said, I got this job in New York, I was like, I'm going to. Like, he didn't even ask me he wasn't like let's move in together he did ask me but before he asked me in my mind i was like fuck yes you heard new york i'm going to new york the big apple right like literally two weeks later i was gone so yeah how'd it, you guys find that apartment he it was his friend his friend's apartment that wasn't in town or whatever. A sublet or whatever yeah 
Yeah. You know how like people just hold on to their apartments in this city. I don't know if you can talk about this, but the big time drug dealer who lives in your building, does he still live there or the apartment that is like cooking meth? Oh, <laughs> um, that's unproven. Right, right, right. This it's is, unproven This by is you. theoretical. This is theoretical. actually, most people have told me is an insane theory that it's a meth. Yes, that's why I wanted to discuss it. Um, I, uh, <laughs> for the folks at home, I, my upstairs neighbor used their dishwasher so frequently that I cannot believe it's to wash dishes. Still. S- not as much. There was a period of time where it was being run maybe three, four times a day. And I'm like, I just, it, it is a small dishwasher, but like for a week at a time. How many bedrooms? Um, I, do, I don't know every unit, but if like my apartment is technically, they call it a three bedroom, I would say two and change, you know? So it's like, they could have f- five people living there, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. you know, but it's even so. Or a five bedroom with two boyfriend and girlfriends, maybe seven, but to run your dishwasher any more than what? Every other day is it's crazy. Like even, I think every day is reasonable with sure. such a small dishwasher. Yeah, if you have that many people in your apartment, sure. You know, five people, like there's no way. And also I don't see the traffic of people. Like if there, someone had a bunch of people living in their place, we'd we'd notice the traffic. And parties too, you notice that as well. Right, I, you notice that and it's like- Dinner parties, and if we they're a chef. Like it's, so you run it a few times one day. Or maybe they're running- a, a restaurant but for, apartment well that's what someone said it, it was you know a ghost I mean? restaurant yeah is a possibility um and that is possible but also it's like ghost restaurants i don't see kids doing that it's like all people are age ish you know what i mean people like 20s 30s yeah you know like not it's i don't see and you would see the supplies coming in and out you would see the food going out well, what at suppli- some point what supplies have you seen go in and out of that apartment that would make you think <laughs> that it's not a restaurant it could be a meth factory well honestly the only thing i noticed um is that once the noise stopped i noticed a lot of packages build up at the door and i'm like are those new titration vessels or whatever <laughs> oh, I, you know what i mean tool you need for i don't enough. this is my breaking bad yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you watch you watch the whole series by the way oh yes of course, of course. yes yes of course so you know what i know about meth i know from breaking bad yes. um and, and the one time i accidentally did it oh accidentally for real i mean you have to guess uh, oh this is it was in Ari- it was in arizona though no you know i didn't even start doing that kind of stuff till i got to california and then new york yeah no, I was, too, I, by the time I left Arizona, I was uh, 17 and um, I was a pretty good kid. I tried weed like once, you know, I'd gotten drunk 10 times, you know, like nothing crazy. Some, Is your family still out there? They are. Yeah. Do you have any desire to go back or it's New York, as you said? Yeah, I will never, I will never move there. You know, like there is no amount of like your parent is dying and needs help that would (laughs) like, I'd be like, okay, good luck. I guess I can see why people love it though. When you're getting older, nice weather, taxes, golf. I mean, it just screams perfect for white people. Sure. But it's perfect for old people, (laughs) you know, but you're right there. um, It's just white people. And then the um, other ethnicities who help those white people. Golf courses all over the place. Sure. Yeah. I wonder if it's the. It might be the most golf courses per capat. What the? What's the word? Capita. Yeah, per capita. Um, in the city. It, it might be. I don't know. Florida anywhere there has it. That's beat. also probably true. Um. But yes, it's. I mean, I lived off of multiple golf courses. Like, if you walk two minutes in one direction, there's one course. If you walk two minutes in the other direction, there would be another course. Did yeah. you play sports in high school? I did not. I was um, emphatically unathletic. So theater kid. 
theater kid. Okay. Yes. Was that the UCB bug that brought you over here? I was. I took UCB classes for years before they closed down. Oh like, yeah. I, I used to really like it, but I don't know if I was that good at improv. I, I know, know. It's tough. I know that I wasn't. Okay. Like I took. Well, but you probably had your moments where you thought you were good. Well, I um. I did short form improv in college and um, that that's like a different kind of skill. You know, it's like very pun based. It's very, you know, like whose line is it anyway and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's very fast. And so that we ran a successful show. So it made me feel like I was good at it. And then, you know, when you get to this long form Herald and blah, character building and world building, like. Look at that uh, on my refrigerator. I have uh, nothing. You have, <laughs> you, have, you have the homage. Yeah, yeah. All of that, like all that, that, that stuff that takes more listening and more, um, more, sharing i was that was not who i you know no i'm not a good enough person to be a good improv performer i think it's also just loosening up completely up there that sometimes we'll get in people's heads and how'd you start stand up so um point. one of the girls in my improv classes uh was a waitress at caroline's and was starting to do stand up and she took me to my first open mic and then once i was like oh i can get on stage without paying 300 dollars for a class i was like done that was a caroline's um, no, we, it was at um, New York Comedy Club, actually, was my first one. That's crazy they're turning Caroline's into ping. I mean, spin. Spin. Yeah, the ping pong place. Susan Sarandon backed ping yeah. pong place. Yeah, insane. I mean, I actually think it makes sense. It does make sense. For the, the neighborhood, but. No, especially since Times Square, you have all those tourists that I, I can imagine it's it's going to be packed fully. It's going to be packed full of people. I mean, like, I don't, I don't imagine... I don't see the point of going to New York to play ping pong, but <laughs> like that part Especially of it. It's like $60 an hour too for the It's got to be. Yeah. But it's like at, at a certain point you're like, we just have to go inside somewhere and do something. What would you say to somebody coming from Scottsdale, Arizona? What do they do when they come to New York? What should they do? Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends on what your interests are because New York does have everything. Like, I'm not just going to be like, go to the MoMA, go to Central Park. I do think hundred percent, almost anyone could enjoy those things, but like it's, there are so many niche. There are so many niche things that make it a slightly overwhelming. It's like when you go to the deli and you're like, Oh my God, every snack is good. I want every snack. And you're just here for th three or four nights, whatever it is. Right. So, I mean, yeah, the food also, but like, yeah, know what kind of foods you like. Maybe you watch food network. You can find a restaurant for one of your favorite chefs, like that type of thing. It takes a little research. Um, I find when I travel, my my favorite way to travel is for work. So then I, I have a, a reason to be in the city and that sort of shapes the trip. Yeah, sometimes you do feel lost if you go to a new city and you don't really have an agenda or, you, or somebody who can take you around. Yeah, like, so, I mean, yeah, you can get like the tourist thing and then you get like the backstory of the city. I've lived here for fucking 17 years. There's so much backstory of the city. I don't know. It might be interesting to do. Did you ever take one of those tour buses? No, I've never done I kind of want to do that. you know, I did... Um, when Tim Dillon was on. Oh, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard he was one of those tour guides. So, yeah, he brought me on. Uh, he was on one of those buses, though, oh, the, and the two-decker. Yeah, and he, oh, man, so did you funny. get the best tour ever. He would take, he would go down, he would, like, be like, no, 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 go down, go down Fifth Avenue, you know, like, in his f fucking horrifying, raspy homo <laughs> voice. And go down, and then he'd be like, look in the window, you see those chandeliers? He's like, those are real chandeliers. Everyone at home in those McMansions, you think you have a chandelier, you spend two, three thousand dollars. He's like, those you know like hundreds of thousands of dollars. yeah and just would scream about 
like he would make people look through windows and scream about the interior design. Did and he was, do the same tour every time? How did that work? I can't I guess imagine. That's really good for stand up. I can't imagine he like did crowd work. At, <laughs> oh, of course, you know, and it, I mean, he really understood the different like you know when you do crowd work, you know, like who's from what country and who's like what type. Of, and so, of course, he was super adept at that. And I mean, you know, he's just brilliant anyway at um, really getting what people are about. I think you can did. I, get, I'm gonna reach for this water. Get it, get it. Yeah, can I tried I, to. I tried to. You can kind you. of push it out. Oh, I can't. And I, then see, I know oh, I was about to be go. unstuck there. Oh, I don't want you okay. to be so stiff. You good? All right. Good, uh, thank but you. you. But you did go on that tour bus. It was so fun. <clears throat> yeah, it was really wildly fun. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, but only only because Tim was right, right, right. guiding it. I don't know how much I would have gotten out of that otherwise. You go to the top of the Empire State Building or the Freedom Tower? No, I've never done either of those. Both of those are cool. You should do it. I mean, it's unique. You never go that high in your life unless you you're know, on a plane. Listen, I have, um, I have an elevator phobia. I, um, I would hate to be stuck in an elevator. I've been stuck a couple times and it's just sheer terror for In the me. city? In the city once in my um, an apartment I lived in. What was the longest time? Um, it was, it's actually only happened to me like for any like real amount of time once. And it was, we, I was in there for 20, 30 minutes. Oh, by yourself? By myself. And it was like one of those things where like, you know, there's not good service in there. So I couldn't make phone calls and I'm like buzzing down. It was like a doorman building. And like, I was able to, I banged on the thing and someone passing down the hall heard me. I was like, you got to tell oh, them. I'm you didn't stuck. press the button in the elevator that makes the alarm sound. I did. I did all the things I did every single fucking, cause I was immediately. And also it like, I mean, odds are it wasn't that far, but it did do one of those jolting stops. It didn't just stop. It did like, it felt like it was like. And it stopped between floors or something? Between floors. And I had to crawl out between floors. <laughs> and you know, like how they always talk about, oh, it's going to like cut, you know, if it moves again, it's going to cut you off halfway. And they were like, well, you can wait until we get it to like whatever level we get you out. I'm like, and it was maybe the most terrifying thing is like the firemen having me go through in between the floors. And I was like, I'm going to get chopped into fucking halves. How many elevators were at this building? Just one? There's two elevators at that building. Yeah. One at two different banks? They were right next to each other. Yeah. Mm. How, many, how many fire department people were there? It's two or three. I was like seeing white at that point. I was, you know, like the, just the adrenaline and the nerves of it all. Like they were like, are you fine? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But then like, they were like, cause they weren't going to help me. They were like, we can either send you to a hospital or you can get the fuck out. You know what I mean? And so like I went and took the stairs down and ended up having to just, as soon as I got to the stairs, just sitting on the stair in the stairwell, like re also I was high as I was so I, it was hot, but I was high. I had, you know, like I had smoked some weed and then I was going to go downstairs and just get a coffee. This is in your apartment building. In my apartment building. So I was like, I, and I had, I had a film crew coming up. We were going to film a cooking show, like this new cooking show with my friend. And uh, so I had like about half an hour to just get a coffee before everyone was supposed to arrive. And then they started arriving while I was like trapped in this. Oh, no way. It was the whole thing. It was such a, oh my God. And so like, and then I had to be on camera like immediately. Yeah. How did so, that go? I got, I started getting Pretty drunk well? right away. Like, oh, I bet it went well though. No, I mean we never used that footage for anything. It never even okay. fully got. <laughs> How did you feel though that it went? Because I feel like you can't have that dramatically back to back bad things happen to you. I think no, it went well, actually. Oh my god, this was like one of the worst days of my life. We had um, <laughs> we had we had to open a window because we were cooking, and so there was like getting all the like smoke in the thing, and then it was one of these windows, you know, in like these fancy buildings where it kind of opens out, but there's semi no, opens. There's no there's semi opens. There's no ledge, and my cat walked out onto that ledge. And like, she almost fell off like this, you know, we we're seven stories down. And so like, I had to like reach my arm around and get her. And you know, like if anyone who has a pet, it's like, that's your whole existence. Yeah. You know? 
And um, this guy was like trying to push the window and like almost pushed her out. Sorry, I just got a little bit of water on it's here. It's okay. And um, I almost got my arm like caught in the thing and I had to like rescue this cat. And it was like that, even retelling the story is making me panic because do it was- Do you still have the same cat? Same cat, yes. I oh do. my, she, how many years ago was that? This was- um. Uh, four that's five definitely years. one of her nine lives i'd say yeah it was about four years ago Damn. yeah it definitely was one of her nine lives and she's almost out she is a trouble cat so she's almost out of them <laughs> she is like god is that the most dramatic moment you've had since being in new york god no god no are you kidding me 17 even the, you want to know one of the most do you say dramatic or traumatic because either way let's do both um, e and the t the first honestly one of the most tra dramatic moments I had was my first it, it was in the first week or two weeks of me moving to New York while you were still living with that guy well I was still living with guy in that building I had gone to Brooklyn for the first time I had used the subway you know what I mean I had taken the subway interboro for the first time gotten lost of course you know what I mean like there, this was um seven years ago so this is right, pre Google iPhones yeah. I didn't have a smartphone I you had none of that you had to actually know what you're doing um and uh so I make it back and it was like kind of harrowing a little, not harrowing, but just like, you know, when you get lost on the trains, it's like exhausting mentally and physically. And yes. um, so I finally make it back to the apartment building and I get there and I open, you know, the front foyer door and the foyer is just pooled with blood, just pooled with blood. And I'm like, I almost step in and I look and I'm like, oh my God. And then I look and I see it's pouring down the stairs Ugh. like full the shining level like not gushing but like it had been and this is a walk up so the stairs were right there right in yeah. front of the foyer this is a walk up right and uh i'm like oh my god and then i like back out and it's like the cops are just starting to arrive like i had oh. gotten there like just as whatever had happened <laughs> you were the murderer revisiting happened. the crime scene right. oh, oh my god right <laughs> Oh, I, I could have been, I could have been taken What's out of What's going on here? I, you know, I, if it weren't for Matlock, I'd be in jail to this day. <laughs> and I hear like other people in the building, like standing outside talking, they were like, oh yeah, he, he, you know, he just fell and blah, blah, blah. And from the fifth floor, which was what the floor I was on. And so now I'm thinking the guy I'm dating, it's could have been, it could have been the Did guy I'm dating. Did you think he killed himself? And well, no, I don't think he's, I, he's not the type to kill himself, but I definitely, you know, he could have, he was um, partially blind. So he could have had a slip. You know what I mean? He could, he could have had something, you know, and these are janky stairs and yeah, you know, depth percept, his death perception was bad, you know, and I'm texting him, I'm calling him no pickup. I'm like, oh my fucking God, right? What's going on? It turns out he, of course we know it wasn't him. You know, it wasn't him. He didn't die. Um, it was our neighbor who was an alcoholic and fucking cracked his head open and had a slip and fall on the stairs. But which stairs did he fall on? Cause you said he lived on the fifth floor and so on the I, first floor it was leaking blood. So I think somewhere in like around the second or third. Yeah. But it was a lot of blood, a and, lot. And he of died. Blood. Um, I don't know actually. I, so I think maybe not, but I, I mean, he, it was so much blood. I can't imagine living through that, but we didn't know him. You know, how close so, of a neighbor was he, though? Did you share a wall or he was across the hall such a long time ago? I don't, I don't know. And it's possible they said the wrong floor. You know what I mean? Like what the floor they said was the floor I lived on. But he could have lived on the floor below us. How many apartments were in that building? You know, it was like a six floor walk up. We were on the fifth. And I want to like say there were like, floor. yeah, you know, one so of those. 24, 25. 
Very right. normal in New York City for you not to know your neighbor at all. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't know. That's not like a weird thing that you didn't know, even though this guy may have died. <laughs> the only person I met in that building was the super who lived like in that weird basement hole, and it just sold weed out of there, and it constantly smelled like weed, and that was yeah. my first connect when I got to the city. Damn. All right. Well, that's a that's a good way. I don't think it gets more traumatic than that. Dev, it was terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. How how soon after did you move out? Um, so I because I know like, you were living there for three months. You said three, yeah. So I mean that was I yeah guess like two or three two three months, months about three months after that I was gone. I moved to Williamsburg. Yeah, What's, I lived in every hip neighborhood in the city. Every and city. now and now look at you. You're in, in a very hip. Yeah, they have. Uh, I could do with a little less hip hipness. I'm you know fuck. There's some place in Bushwick that has cotton candy grapes mm. you ever have cotton candy grapes? what's my the mr wang mr lemon has them oh they that's have them. the guy that's the the grocery store right yeah well there's a lot of mr and then oh. there's like mr mango mr i live by mr lemon um come find me and i shop there <laughs> i shop there almost every day and they cur- they like have cotton candy grapes almost all the time maybe that's the one i went to I don't and know. Um, mr something yeah but there's a no there's a number of misters <laughs> there's a lot of misters for this lady what's been your best moment in New York? Yeah, it doesn't have to be comedy related. It just it usually is comedy. Glowing moment, right? There. It is usually That's is comedy fair. related because, like, why else would I be here? You know, if it weren't like, I mean, I do like my friends and I love well, the energy of the city. But. but initially, when you came here, you were thinking that you wanted to do comedy. Hundred percent. When you first moved here. Yes, hundred okay. percent. Yeah. Uh, or some sort of theater. I you no, know, I'd given up that dream by then. You know, like I um, I was not I was not getting like any kind of roles in high school. And so by that, I'd been discouraged by high school. Interesting. You know, so, and then I, in college, like I, I was in a couple plays, you, you know, graduated that from UC Irvine. I did. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I'm not a, I'm not a talented actor. And I learned that about myself. And I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be on Broadway, but I don't have a, I have a, I can stay on key, but it's not, I don't have a special voice and I don't have a very good range. Like all these things, these small limiting factors that, you know, like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, maybe I have it. And then like life beats it the fuck out of you. You're like, oh, that person's more talented. That person, you know. But starting comedy, didn't you have a little bit of that? Comedy is, it's different because, um, and maybe now I'm being so, I'm so earnest on this podcast, but. um, (laughs) Well, but it's honest. I'm naturally, I've been naturally funny writing jokes came more naturally to me. It's more of a personality thing. You can delude yourself more in comedy. How do you mean? Because it's just you on stage, um, you know, and you can say things like, oh, I'm still learning or that audience was bad or I, you know, I had a bad night or you can delude yourself quite easily. Um, But I did have a lot of, the most encouragement I've ever gotten was in comedy. You know, like, People who were funny were telling okay. me I was funny. And that's the first time in my life anyone who was good at something told me I was also good at that. Best moment in New York? God. Um, fuck. I, you know, right when I first moved here, I met Janine Garofalo. And I was, I mean, I still am a huge fan. But at the time, it was like otherworldly to meet somebody like that. And How did you know of her at the time? Um, her her specials, you know, from TV and her movies. You know, I was a fan of all of it. You know, nobody nobody did comedy like she was doing. You know, being like just very real and like not like huck huck huck. You know, but like you know that very Gen Z. You know, being able to talk about um, being a woman in aesthetics in this more like grounded, earthy way, political way. 
I think she ushered in like a whole era of female comedy, comedy in general. So meeting her, you yeah, said? yeah, just you, Ted Jones, Janine Garofalo. Let's go, the squad. You know, and Rosie and Barr. Like I think those are. <laughs> that would be a funny show. My Mount Rushmore. That would be a funny show. Comedy. <laughs> Pandemic. Where were you? I, t- I did it in the city. I was living in Long Island City, the same place where my elevator shut down pre- like the month before. Um, I uh, It was w- kind of ground zero for where people were catching it. Really? Long Island City, Queens. My, oh, yeah. My, right. like Sunnyside area. My but We were in Long Island City, but yeah, Sunnyside did get it. But um, my the person who was right next door to me was one of the first people to get it. And we were sharing air vents. And this is when we didn't really understand how it was shared. And we got this email saying someone in the building has it. And it was like long. Oh and nobody knew shit about COVID, right? <laughs> this is like, this was like literally like. You got that March 16th email? Yeah, it was It was in the 20s. It was in the March 20s uh-huh. that we got that email. And let me tell you, and I'm a hypochondriac anyway, just fully paranoid. And then I found out like a week later that it was my actual next door neighbor. And um, through the husband, who didn't get it, but we, he took an, he took, um, and this was pre-mask. We weren't even masking yet. That wasn't even like, nobody quite knew what to do yet. Like we, you know what I mean? And we were taking an elevator together and he's like, oh yeah, my wife had it. And I was like, I was like, why are we taking an elevator together? He's like, don't worry. He's like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, I'm, (laughs) nobody knows how this works yet. Nobody knows shit. Did you worry about your cat? Um, no, I, you know, I might have COVID. No, because she's, an, you know, like if she, she would get it from us, you know, not the other. Yeah, she doesn't leave the house. She doesn't leave the house, uh-huh. but it was me. And I was also living, uh, you know, we, I quarantined with my boyfriend, Tim McLaughlin, um, who I uh, host a podcast yes, with. Yes, Great ask. hang with Mike and Tim. Please Amazing. check it out. Amazing, great. Um, and subscribe on YouTube and all that. Uh, so he quarantined with me and he was much less cautious cautious than i was so um you know he was he was the person i thought was gonna give it to it's all so of funny to look back and see how everyone kind of handled it individually yeah. the people who were loose about it were getting so much shit it was crazy yeah he's not even wearing a fucking mask put your mask over your nose yeah he like was at the gym it was back everywhere grocery stores all of that i mean yeah yeah the, and we lived a that apartment building was um above a, like a, a grocery store so there's like you couldn't leave our apartment without like a huge line of people like wrapping around our building and so it's like i couldn't even leave without being so close to so many people like it was like very like intense ended up renting um i rented a cabin in the poconos for the month of may through airbnb through Airbnb because it was like still like it was just too intense in the apartment. Wait, building. but Airbnb was even allowed to do that, rent out homes, or they didn't get shut down for a moment. Well, no, it was just us in there. It wasn't. No, I like, know, but I wonder if the CDC of, would have gotten to Airbnb and be like, "You're not using clean sheets" or something like that. No, 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 no. You know people I mean? were a lot. People were escaping the fuck. People were going every. <laughs> I, yeah. I fleed the woods, and let me tell you, they were not happy to have us. They were, you know what I mean? They were like, "Get your New York fucking." I was like, "I don't know how you know I'm from New York City, but." Like there was your Airbnb profile. There were all kinds of like stop. There were like stops like along the way, like vetting us. It was like, they were like, you got to wear your mask in the ground. I'm like, we're going to wear a mask. Has Bushwick been your favorite place to live though in the city? Um, I've lived here. I've moved 18 times. In 17 years? In 17 years. I've moved so many times. Micah, that's insane. It's insane. The majority of times were the first few years when I was like not on the lease and just like, hey, I've got a room for a couple months. three months months here, three months there. And so I was just constantly like, like, you know, three months at that first place and then a couple months the next place. And then it's like, oh, crazy roommate moves in. Now let me go crash. You know, so I was just moving so many times. And even now, like, you know, the longest place I've ever stayed at was three years. Um, the, The coolest place, I mean, I would, I don't, 
like cool how like on the like a, on the hip that's up meter for you to decide the hip meter the fun meter the fun meter you know good looking people around i don't know i had the place i stayed in for 3 years i had a loft in soho that um artist I, I was not and i had a big back deck and it was like right below the mondrian so people's like sunglasses and phones would and land like on my cigarette deck cigarette buds yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, phones, cigarettes. But it was like a lot of tourists, but it was very cool to be there because it was like super convenient, obviously, to live in Soho. And like I was amongst the wealthy, you know, like in all that like Soho shops and all that stuff. And so I felt very like chic. Anything coming up on the road that we should know about besides the Ted Jones comedy show, Stanford, May 1st? Well, I guess this is live, but does this come out at any well, it's Any, not actually I'm, live. Oh, it's not. Okay. No. Um, I, this uh, comes out Thursday, 420, as, oh, we are, as we are talking. Okay. Well, then Earth tomorrow Day. night, Friday, the 21st, I'll be at Laugh It Up Poughkeepsie with our friend Karen Feehan. Okay. Little Free the Hams. Karen what happened Feehan. with her hand? How'd she break it? She broke it. Or um, she, her finger? She broke it doing the shocker, is what I heard. <laughs> some clenched too hard. She's got a freaking concrete vagina. That's, um, that's her joke. No, uh, she did it. At the gym, of course, like everything. Actually, she did it at the gym doing a move. I went I went with her to the gym a couple weeks beforehand. Oh, she's snatching. And she tried to get me to do that same move. No, a box jump. You know, these box jumps. Yeah. And it was, too, I could tell it was oh, too, it's too high. high. I mean, I'm 5'2". She's 5'1". You know what I mean? She's 5'1"? Maybe 5'1 and a half. Yeah. She, she carries it well. She, as she's do you. A, she's I wouldn't have mini. said you guys are that... I don't want to say short, but five one or five two. Yeah, it's hard to stay proportional when you're that short. You know, you got to keep it um, tight as fuck. <laughs> yes, to look, you guys, to look got, normal you guys both give off five five energy at fuck least. Yeah, dude, it's we're also loud little cunts. So maybe that would be you know, it's this it's the shrieking cunt vibes that really we stand on. So wait, you guys were doing box jumps at she, Equinox. So she pre. She didn't do it while I was there. She was trying to get me to do it. I was like, nah, I'm going to fucking bust my ass. <laughs> like one day, that's not going to be good. I was like, I'm going to bust my ass. She's like, you can do it, you <laughs> pussy. You know, total bully, bully situation. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I do not need to prove fuck all to anybody. Where do you work out in Bushwick? So now. Like Blink's Planet of Fitness? So there is a Blink by me that I keep being tempted, but I, I work out at home ever since, you know, the you pandemic. You just roll out the mat? I have a mat. Good I have some you. weights. Wow. You know, I have some free That's weights. Good motivation. It makes it really easy because, yeah. you know, like there's like these half an hour programs I follow along on YouTube and it's like, oh, if I got half an hour in between work or whatever's happening, I can just like, I, there's really no excuse to not do it. It seems like that's also the same thing as you ever use the Peloton app or hear about it. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Just, they, I guess they just have you do sit-ups, push-ups, whatever. Yeah. Same stuff that you can find on YouTube. Totally. And I also, um, I'll show excuse me, I'll shout out Stacia Patwell. Um, she is a, an LA comic who is now like, uh, I will call her like a mogul, a fitness mogul. She started up a, a Patreon of workouts over the pandemic that is now like hugely successful. And she oh. does a great workout. And like, because she's like, not like gross and like, rah, rah, you can do it. She's like, no, this sucks. It sucks for everybody. That doesn't, you don't have to Someti like it. You just yeah, have to do it. Sometimes it does feel like that on Peloton. Like my sister will have me do the abs class and they're like, work and work, work. I'm like, shut up. I, I, just yeah. want, I just want silence. Absolutely not. You know, I don't feel great. I don't feel like yeah, empowered, yeah, yeah. you know, like I don't want to prove it to anybody. I just want to like fucking get my hot little body and move on with my day. <laughs> we talk about YouTube being free. You think YouTube is the future of streaming services. I don't know if you're allowed to really speak on that because 
Well, you don't work for YouTube. No, I don't. But, you know, Paramount Plus could be considered the future of streaming services. You know, if you if one were inclined to say that out loud, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but streaming, you know, like what is this future of streaming? Everyone keeps joking. It's going to become cable soon. You know, you package it all back together. I don't know. It's like, yeah, you know, we spread apart. We come back together. You would spend a lot of time watching YouTube. As I opposed love, to other streaming services, you know, I didn't watch I I didn't watch YouTube for almost anything until the pandemic, and now Me I so too, I'm like I so I came to it so late. Me too. And I didn't understand the whole influencer thing. I didn't understand channels, and now I have like my little people that. But I'm a little over it. Like, but just during the pandemic, it was kind of grounding. I started watching it for the workouts, and then you know you'd get recommended these other things. Well, oh well, now there's workouts. Well, now there's like this like nutrition advice or workout advice. It's not a workout, but like more algorithm based. Yeah. Something you can sit and watch and still feel like you're getting healthy. And the next thing you know, I'm getting like, oh, design and style advice. And all of a sudden I'm in it and I'm watching other people's podcasts and I'm like great hang with Micah and Tim on YouTube. Subscribe to us. It's a great show. And then TikTok (laughs) and YouTube, everything's coming together through the free streaming services. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Hulus and the Netflix. You know, Netflix has the shows like Love is Blind. Everyone's going to freak out over it. Did you watch it? I watched all of it. I watched watched all of it too. What's the deal with the reunion show? Why were people bugging out at what's her name? I didn't watch the whole thing. At who? Vanessa? Yeah. She's really that bad. I didn't think that when I watched it. I, th- I was like, oh, Vanessa's fucking taking him to task, ex- except for Jackie. She, like, fucking let Jackie get away with a murder. So I was the, like... The blonde hair with the curly... The the one who didn't show up. The, the one who didn't show up and did it separately on a different day over Zoom with the guy she cheated oh, on. Right. Oh, right. Oh, that was so weird. Oh, you're talking about Micah, the other Micah. No, no, she's, no, no, no. No, I was talking about um yeah. the black girl. Yeah. Um, she's, like, half black, maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, like, most... Like, but also, Micah, I felt like, was fine. Was, Micah's so boring. Oh, she's yeah, she was fine. Then why are people giving her shit? I don't know. She was like cunt with Irina. Irina was, but Irina was. I thought the real c word. But they were they were both mean girls. They were both mean girl bullies. And I say that as like I know if Karen and I were on that show, that's exactly what we'd be doing. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like, um, yeah, she was like a mean girl. And then the sec, and then the second they get to the honeymoon, like and all that she's like oh i'm a nice girl i'm like we saw you bitch apparently people are saying that they signed up for too hot to handle and they got shafted and put on this show instead that sounds right i mean like (laughs) because it's a completely different basis they proved that kwame tried to get on married at first yeah yeah yeah. that's i think that's where i saw it yeah of course that's they all just want to get famous like that's what has kind of the first season was the best because people didn't know how to game it yet they didn't know, oh, if I just get into a relationship, I can go on the honeymoon and stay on camera. And Now like, everyone just wants the 100K followers. Yeah. And then yeah. I mean, don't you? Happens from it. <laughs> right, I, I'm ready. I'll break up with Tim for it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go on the show, though. Oh, I, to be honest, I don't know if love is blind. You don't. I don't. Well, I think they proved it isn't. It had worked, though, more so in other seasons, right? I don't, I don't know. There's not, Maybe it's like 25% chance. Well, first of all, there's no love is blind babies. So that does not speak well to like. Uh, and Vanessa, what's her name? Lachey. Vanessa Lachey would love for you to say that. Yeah, I guess everyone was mad at her for like forcing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what's like, the baby talk? The whole Who cares? Thing, like, it's a show prodding. forcing you to get married. The only reason to get married is, is to have children. Otherwise, it's just like some did, weird business deal. Did so, like, you see the clip that came out where Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are introducing Jessica Simpson at like spring break 2000? Nick, why don't you do the honors of introducing your beautiful wife? I would love to. Everybody give it up for the most beautiful woman in show business, my wife, Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson, I love that song, and it's even better live. Jessica Simpson used to be married to Nick Lachey. 
Is that, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was like the first reality show ever. Oh New, my what God. What was it called? New yes, New, I forgot that was Nick Lachey. What was it called, Newlyweds? Oh, you're right. That's the one where she said, Chicken, the, up, chicken the up the Sea. Yeah, and like everyone was bugging out. It wasn't right. even that dumb. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I know. No, the first reality show was The Real World. Okay. And maybe Survivor, actually, too. Um, Survivor came after The Real World. Real World was the first, or maybe, I mean, like, yeah, it was the first really to do that. I mean, Isn't that's- it fucked up? It's, no, why would it be fucked up? It's wholesome. They were married. Why would she, like, be- um, no, 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 it wasn't. He was with Jessica Simpson at that time. Yeah. And the, isn't it weird that her his future wife is standing right next to her? Him? I mean, not really. I don't, I'm not, I'm not shocked by this at all. Like they're all in the same world. People kind of date within the same world, you know, it, like did he. That's fair. If he cheated on her with Vanessa, and I also, then that would be a really interesting clip. More so, right. more so an interesting clip. I think looking at that though from the outside in and not realizing that they're very connected in where they work. Yeah. That's a really, really fucked up clip. Yeah. If you think about it like that. Right. But no, it's all, these are all MTV relationships. MTV shout out. Micah, before we get out of here, let us know where we can find you. Follow me on all, all my socials are my name at M-Y-K-A. We're popping up right here if you want to hold it. Uh, yeah. M-Y-K-A-F-O-X. I have a live comedy show every Friday night at Cobra Club in Bushwick. Um, one of the closest places to be. It's called Live from Outer Space every Friday night at 9 p.m. Doors oh. at 8.30. Nice. Um, and please listen to my podcast, Great Hang with Micah and Tim. Tim is hysterical and he's my boyfriend. And um, He is a very funny guy. Fo follow us on YouTube and subscribe to the pod, please. Micah, thank you so much for coming on Thanks this pod. This was me. a great episode. Guys, happy 420. Happy Earth Day. See if you can get to that Ted Jones comedy show tonight. But if not, next one in New York City or you come to Stanford and you see Micah Fox. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Peace.